Hi, everyone. It's Thursday, August 13th, 2020. You're listening to the Tanaka Cast. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Barra. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to get started on this cast once again. Yeah. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, Tanaka Cast is your look at what's going on in baseball through the lens of uh, Masahiro Tanaka, pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, we try to do one of these casts after every one of his starts. Uh, so we encourage you to listen back and continue to listen forward. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, leave us a review. Uh, check us out on spoilermedia.net slash TanakaCast to keep updated as we put out more of these very, very cool episodes. So um, with that in mind, uh, we did have a start yesterday because we did. otherwise we wouldn't be having this cast. So <laughs> let's uh, let's just jump right into it and let's talk about Tanaka's start with uh, against the Braves. Yeah, well, you know, our hero uh, came off a fence, one of those a stellar outing against the Rays previously. Uh, and what's interesting about this start was is that it is kind of a good contrast of like, two different like when you contrast the start against the braves which was oh in in short it was not great but certainly certainly respectable and you contrast that with his amazing start against the rays honestly i think for me as a longtime fan of tanaka this kind of like shows the two reasons why you just love him as an athlete because the rays start you just see like what happens when he is firing on all cylinders when that uh, when that slider and sinker are hitting, when he has a fastball with bite on it that's setting things up, when his location is perfect, he just becomes this unhittable monster. Uh, I mean, again, he was Boone was expecting to put him in three or four innings. He goes five with 59 pitches. He's still being built up uh, and doing progressively more pitches going forward from that uh, Giancarlo Stanton uh, ball to the head. This time against the Braves uh, at home, it was different he very clearly did not have his stuff at the very beginning stuff in this start he did not have his best stuff he was saved from a a home run shot by Aaron Hicks doing one of those amazing leap up and catch the ball right before it goes over the wall so like it was a uh, amazing heroic effort Um, he still ended up uh, later on in the game giving up a home run he goes for 66 pitches but because he was a little less uh uh, can do a little less control this time. He only uh, he only lasted four innings. But that being said, even he only gives up two runs, and those runs were on a two-run blast. Everything and even and so even though he was struggling, he found ways to pe- get people out. Three strikeouts. At one point, he had the bases loaded in the third inning, and he then fields his position and uh, he gets the out at first base. Uh, that's another cool thing about Tank is, is that he's one of the best fielders in the pitching position. And honestly, it's a bit of a crime that he has not won a Golden Glove. So, I mean, it's a, it, was, it was an interesting start because, you know, the Yankees ended up winning the game. And if he wasn't on a pitch count, I think he certainly would have the, – they would have brought him out there for at least the fifth inning still. Um, I think that they're slowly building up. It's reported, I think, the next time he'll, he'll be scheduled for 70 pitches. But – you know, even when his stuff is not the best, Masahiro Tanaka tends to gut out and find ways to get people out, to limit damage, to uh, uh, to to produce a respectable game, and uh, that's that's what that's what it was. I mean, two runs over four, uh, two two runs over four innings. It's not a quality start, but it's certainly respectable, and it set the team up for a win. 
Yeah, just under 70 pitches from what I read. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it 66, something, something 66. around that? His 66. pitches have went, gone 51, 59, 66. Do you think that uh, they're going a little too easy on his recovery at this point, or do you think they're doing it right still? I think they're doing it right still. They didn't need him to go. Like It would have been cool both for you know like just me as a fan and also me as a fantasy owner to let him go out in the fifth inning and uh, try to get the win with like a short leash. Um, or like be eligible for the win, but I think that they're just trying to be cautious. They know that I mean Tank has shown some really promising stuff this year. Uh, they want him to be tuned up and ready for the playoffs. I would, and you know they're talk about like he is going to be the number two guy to Garrett Cole in the playoffs, and so they I think the last thing they want to do is rush it when they're leading the division and not bad. Battling, I just need to make the to to rush him out, especially when they have a bullpen that can uh, that can supplement him and still still get wins. He doesn't ha- he has the ability when he's healthy to give them length, but they don't need that from him right now. And how is he doing compared to uh, Garrett Cole? Like I haven't really been paying attention to his performance. Garrett Cole is still Garrett Cole. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what uh, I was, that's 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 that was really the meat of the question I was asking. <laughs> But it's also a bit of apples and oranges. Garrett Cole's been healthy throughout this year. He hasn't been on a pitch count. Um, he's, uh, you know, like, and so, and, you know, like, Garrett Cole has not been amazing, but he's been very good. He's 3 0 with, uh, with, with, no deci- with a no decision in, uh, in four starts. Uh, he's pitched 22.1 innings, he has a 3.22 ERA and an 0.94 whip. Now nice. Tank has pitched uh, in three games, but you know he's the only one where he could qualify for that start was the one that was you know the was the miracle uh, was the miracle star- amazing miracle start against the Rays, and so he's only done eleven point two inning pitched. Now Tanaka's numbers, and maybe it's because it's three starts and because one of those things was literally where you know he didn't he allowed one base runner. Is a 2.39 ERA and a 1.11 WHIP, um, but that's with half the innings pitched, and also factored in that uh, Cole has uh, has had a number of good games, but he hasn't had a he hasn't had like a lights out dominant game. He's had like um, he's had qual he's had one he's had two quality he's had two quality starts, and a quality start is all you can really really ask for. Actually, no, it's yeah, yeah, two two quality starts. That's all you can really ask for for, you know, for from a pitcher. But uh, you know, like, and there was there actually you know, there's two games where it's like the area of one point eight, one point five zero. But then there was another one where it was five point seven nine. Another was four point oh five. Like, Garcole's very good. He's the best pitcher I'd argue in baseball right now because 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 Verlander is hurt um, at this point. It's like you know, or at least there's a good uh, good argument for that. But uh, but yeah, but Tank has been very very encouraging, and if he's able to keep up his numbers from this small sample size, uh, it's uh, potentially potentially filthy. Awesome, yeah. So it sounds like he's, he's you know he's getting more time um, or getting more pitches, slowly getting out there and doing a really good job, getting himself kind of ready for October Tanaka. And then after that game, it looks like he is going to play video games. 
What? I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm reading his his Twitter account. Okay. Is he playing okay. some weird like variation of PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? I I I I don't know, uh, but I, I I please read this tweet out for myself and 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 the readers. Well, right after his right after his last tweet where he says, where you know from the game, he has. I like how he has his like game debrief tweet like every he has like his little report his abstract of how his performance was i pitched yeah. for the braves last night it was a tough pitch but i'm glad i could manage it with just two runs on a home run the number of balls is gradually increasing and i feel that the physical strength to throw is also coming i would like to make solid adjustments so that i can pitch better and then like less than an hour later Anyway, today is a holiday. It's a game day. Clarova, PUBG, and then he's got a bunch of emojis. And then he's got a picture of, I think, his character, who is a, like, a person in, like, a swimsuit with a pineapple with, like, a yellow camouflage coat with a bear head with a Band-Aid on it and a put-together rifle. So I don't know if this is Fortnite or... PUBG or what, but it's pretty interesting. I didn't I'm realize the man sure was a gamer. I'm pretty sure it's PUBG. I didn't realize he was a gamer either, but, you know, it makes sense. Like, you know, yeah. Masa is literally my age. Uh, I mean, yeah. a few months younger, yeah. but still. Uh, yeah, and... <laughs> it's like, it's, you know today what I, is a game day. <laughs> you know what I learned the other day? Did I tell what? you this? What? I'm, so I'm a big basketball fan, too. Mm -hmm. I just found out that I am older than every single member of the Boston Celtics. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I am literally older than all of them. See, like every last member of the roster. See, like when you're a baseball fan, I think you know, especially as a man near thirty, you could like take some solace because there's a lot of like you know players where it's hitting their stride or even like playing in an elite level, like Verlander, for instance, in their mid to late thirties. Um, and people, some people also play into their forties in the game. It's not the case with a number of other sports. We're definitely at the time where it's just like, yeah, no, it's it's retirement time. And that's it's a little frightening. <laughs> yeah. That's a word for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, so I, I will... In... Yeah, oh, sorry. Ahead, yeah. Well, I'm no, also gonna... one thing... Oh, sorry. You, you shoot. You shoot. You shoot. All right. Yeah, so we... I, I do want to say uh, we typically go through the the standings at this point in time because mm -hmm. one thing we forgot to mention at the beginning of the cast or i forgot to mention at the beginning of the cast is that holy cow i just saw the score of the tampa bay boston game oh god wait what it's wait, not wait, over oh wait wait what it's still going it's oh, no. 16 to 5 tampa bay <laughs> no way yeah wow i mean that yeah i mean i just yeah wow wow that's 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 uh that's insane and isn't well, Tampa speaking Bay... of yeah, speaking of tank, yeah, uh, let's talk about the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> let's talk about the Boston. Well, one thing before we talk about the Boston Red Sox and tanking is, um, I will say that what was well, what, an arcy thing from the start that was is that like his fastball usage and velocity seemed to be de were, were down this start. So uh, one of the interesting things with the last inning was is that like he was throwing. Uh, the fast, some of the faster fastballs that he's had, like since he first came into the league before he got that like uh, UCL tear. So I don't know if that's a trend, whether it's just nothing, whether he just needs a little more rest, which 
like when he has more rest, when he has an extra day of rest, he loves it. Um, or you know whether that was um, whether he's just getting more back to normal. But that says the thing. Like those last two start, the previous two starts, he was like mixing in the heat a lot more with his off speed stuff, which is again not something you've seen uh, since he first came into the league in just total stud level. Oh, by the way, one thing I mentioned was that it was six games, not nine games, that he was. When he, that he went undefeated in America after that 24-0 regular season. In Japan. Oh, nice. That's awesome. But still, so it was only six, redacted. but still. Redacted. Thirty took 30 games for him to lose a regular season game. <laughs> 2012 to 2014. Epic. Uh, but yeah, so but I just wanted to get the thing about the fastball stuff because that's something that I'm going to be looking at going forward. Um, but yeah, talk about tanking. Yeah. It's uh, well, it's become apparent this is all that, that that is going on. When you look at the AL East, actually, the Red Sox are the second worst team in all of baseball, behind the Pirates. Whoa! Um, Record-wise, wow. Yeah. So I guess, how do you feel about this as as a Boston fan? Because I feel that you know there is two kind of ways you can look at this sort of thing. Which is as a player, well, is a fan. Which is on the one hand, it's like you know the classic trust the process. They're tanking, but it's so that they're going to get really good. Like you know, Houston Astros in basketball, in baseball, in basketball. Of course, you know, 76ers are a fam- famous example of that. But at least from the outside looking in, if I were a Red Sox fan, I would not be feeling particularly confident confident about this strategy because. I don't feel like this is a conscious tank. I feel like this is a sloppy, bad tank that's also not factoring in that the Red Sox have a loyal fan base that want to have a degree of hope as they're tanking. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it both ways, right? They don't really... They're not in a position where it makes sense not to tank because they have an interim coach while they wait for Cora to come back, likely, from his suspension for his work with the Astros. And they've lost a bunch of players to injury. They've traded some players away. They have a huge payroll that they have to rectify. A lot of players at the end of this year are up for a new contract. So it kind of makes sense in a lot of ways to tank. But you can't when you're a when you're a team like the when you're a, a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox, a you know, an old-fashioned team with a huge fan base, one of the biggest fan bases in, in the sport, I don't really think that tanking is really an option mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. Um, you know, this isn't the, the Tampa Bay Rays. This is the Boston Red Sox. You know, imagine if, you know, I don't know if you can bring an analog to the Yankees, but have you ever experienced anything like that? So here's the thing. Um, the Yankees version of tanking I think was really what I would argue the way you tank quote unquote as a franchise and that would have been uh, the year well, that would, I'm trying to think just to get the proper years here um, but I think that that was would be uh, t- would have been 2015 I want to say which was you know the big uh yeah, I think 2015, which was like the baby bomber year, uh, where they didn't, where they did not make the playoffs, but you had like a bunch of where you had like Judge and Sanchez and such. Like 2014, 2015, etc. was like when you basically brought the young kids up 
and let them rip. And it was fun. And 2015, there was no... Uh, and in 2015, the Yanks did not make the playoffs. Um, let me just make sure I'm... Because this is just like pure oral history right now. I did not right, have but, that. But, but they but the still point, were respectable. Exactly. Um, the point you're making is that you can, you can be... You, you're allowed to be scrappy. You don't have to have Giancarlo Stanton on your team or Mookie Betts. You're allowed to be kind of scrappy, but you're still in it, and you're still fighting and working towards something that year for your fans. Oh, and so uh, that was my bet. Twenty fo- So 2015 was actually the year, first, uh, first year of T- Tank's first playoff loss against us. It was a wild card loss against the Astros. I think it was 2014. I think is what I'm thinking of when they, when uh, when, when they brought 2014 was when I think they brought it up, and then I think 2016 was when they when there was uh when there was a uh, no Yankees in the postseason, I believe. Also, no Yankees in the postseason 20 in 20. So I think that that that's why I'm thinking uh, thinking about. Um. Yeah. I mean, the Red Sox, I have to look up the stats exactly, but I feel like you, you can't have it both ways. The, the Red Sox, for the longest time back in, during the drought, they never really, even if they didn't win a World Series for so many freaking years, they never, they never like, didn't pl- come to play ever. Right. No, that's for the thing. Ex- it's like for the, an extremely the- long period of time. No, and that's the difference between a franchise like the Cubs, which is used to losing, and a franchise like the Red Sox, which is used to losing in the in the World Series. Totally different thing. The Red Sox were consistent right. competitors, and I feel like there's some fan bases that are really loyal that are used to losing. Sadly, the Pirate thing, and I have many Pittsburgh relatives. The Pirates are one of those, so I do find sad. But like, the Pirates are one of those fan bases <laughs> where like they're very alike. Pittsburgh's a great sports town. As a Steelers fan, you know this. Um, mm-hmm. yep. So they're still going to go to the games, but they're not expecting victory. Um, when the Red Sox and Yankees, you're expecting you're going to be in those playoffs. Right. Um, like, now there's, like, no incentive to watch a Yankees-Red Sox game. It's like, we're about to enter that a series, and it's like, does anybody really care? Like, <laughs> uh, So, yeah, 2016 be. was the year I was thinking of, because 2016 was when yeah. Gary Ch- Sanchez came on the scene. So gotcha. they, yeah. So they they finished, yeah. So they did not, they did not make the postseason, but they, uh, and that was also, I believe, yeah, I believe that was that was also a very good year, a, a very good year for Tank as well, in terms of, uh, in terms of like, I think that was the one where he was a Cy Young runner up. Uh, April, um, June, yeah. So no, it's just like I, but I don't. Th- I think that this level of tanky is not something that Red Sox fans have seen in a very long time. I think it's also because like you've seen bad Red Sox teams, but I think that this is just feels intentional. And I just, yep. I mean, does the fan base feel insulted right now? Because I think they should feel insulted. I'll have to go on. Well, <laughs> I'll have to check social media and see what people are saying. Uh, I feel a little insulted. Could be, to, because to your earlier point, it, it doesn't feel they ne- they never communicated a, and I don't think you ever would. Like I, I think it's tough to communicate that you're going to tank. Like that's not right. something you say. 
oh yeah, this year the product's gonna suck, but next year, you know, you wouldn't say that. But um, so I don't blame them, for, I guess, for not putting that in their PR <laughs> repertoire. But uh, it does feel it does feel a little bit like things are just kind of coming apart at the seams almost more than they just kind of ripped the ripped it right off. It's oh now as as we've talked about at length previously, like you know, sale getting um, Tommy John, uh, trading David Price uh, along with, with Mookie, um, and then Eduardo Rodriguez uh, getting his heart condition due to COVID, having to sit out. Like, just a, like a lot of errors that are just kind of building up, and they're not really... They don't really have anything to say for it. It's just now it's like, now you've got Ryan Hart pitching your game today and Jeez. giving up like uh, seven runs in two innings. Uh, yeah, seven runs in two innings. Another guy giving up six runs in no innings. Um, not even in literally six runs without even getting an out. Like it's just a pitching pitching disaster. Which is a shame because like the even without Mookie Betts uh, you know, offensively, the Sox are quite good. I mean, like, you know, the Sox scored five runs today. That's not spectacular, but that's still very respectable. And with good pitching, that's more than enough to win. Meanwhile, it's the mid-ninth, and the Rays are up 17, or 17 to five, have scored 17 runs. You know, um, I, I don't think anything, I don't think any research that's ever been done on this, like, maybe it has, but I really do think, comes up in conversation, you know, when Masahiro Tanaka pitches, I think the Yankees rally behind him. In a yeah. way that the Red Sox wouldn't rally behind Ryan uh, Kyle Hart, some person from I don't know the AAA system who just came in and pitched two innings and got seven runs scored off of him. Like it's hard to feel motivated when you feel like you're just gonna, you know, you're just gonna get um, they're just gonna Smoked. get more runs than you. Why? Why bother? Right. Right, and I mean, and you know, I would also say that, like, I do feel like that a lot of the Yanks do seem to like to perform and rise to the occasion with, with with Tank, which is good because a lot of his like when he's dealing, a lot of times that happens because he will put ground balls in the infield, and your infield has to not make mistakes in order for that to translate into an effective strategy. Right. Um, right. But you know, I mean, but yeah, he's someone who is a perfectionist who has been on that team for. This is his sixth season now, and he's clearly he's clearly a leader, also clearly a, a personable guy. Seems to have, have a lot of respect. So I think that that creates stuff. And as we said before, I say this again: it's like losing a good clubhouse presence is worth more than just the player itself. And I mean, you know, they he's not a pitcher, but they had that with Mookie Betts, and I think yep. that they really in having him get away, they lost someone who could really like rally them and uh, get them to get them to grit in. But fundamentally, it's this, this this pitching for this Red Sox team is is really bad. Uh, but in terms of offensively, even though there's a lot of still good folks there on the Sox, uh, why don't we talk about somebody who's been struggling in a way that is kind of amazing? Oh, we're going to talk about Benintendi. Benintendi. Yeah, it's, it's Benny it's, it's time. It's Benny speculation time. So yeah. take it away, Dan. Well, so what, is it, what's, what was Benny hitting before he got put on the injured list? Uh, I don't know what it was exactly before he got put on the injured list, but last time we talked, last week, it was point zero 
67, wasn't it? Something like that. It was uh, Some- it was a bad city road. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly look to. Uh, uh, he's uh, yeah. So he was at he when he when he I guess he had a little bit of a bump. He was at 103. Oh, when he when he left. So he brought it up a little bit. Yeah. Well done, well done, Benny. Yeah. You know it's frustrating. He was feeling good. He felt like he was about to get hot. So he's frustrated about getting put on the injured list. Do we think the injury is real, or is this just a way for them? Not to send him down, not to not to actually send him down to uh, to tri- to AAA to, to work on stuff. Uh, I'm leaning towards the latter there, but mm. I also don't like to. It's tough. I don't. I don't like to assume that about a person who might clearly might actually have an injury. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think that. Uh, I definitely think that they're trying other things right now to see if they can drum up some offense, and if he's not doing well at all. Um, he's yeah. going on the injured list for a little while while they figure some things out with some rib injury, and then yeah, a right rib cage strain after falling down attempting to go first to third. Yeah, I'm 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 not sh- I am not I w- sure. I wonder uh, how much of it is um like team doctor related or team related. Like I wonder if when somebody gets an injury like that, like the team doctor overblow something mm. um I, I i don't know this is all like conspiracy theory stuff i have no clue but yeah i'm i i'm we we could be in a just totally off base uh though speaking of someone else who has been respectable but certainly there was some awareness around it any updates on the jd martinez situation uh not that i know of i know it's still touchy uh, the scariest thing about jd martinez is that he can opt back in at the end of this year and um, I think a lot of Red Sox fans are hoping that's not the case because he um, he has a uh, um, I mean he's doing fine, but he's just kind of like I don't know I I thought you all wanted a, him there to be for, hitting home runs in the eight uh, and and being just like this stolid wall of beef for years to come. When did yeah, it sour? When did it change? <laughs> I don't know. I just I I, I feel like. I have to look up exactly how much his contract is, but it's just, it's a lot. And I don't know that it's, that we're getting that return uh, on him, especially as a leader. He doesn't seem, he doesn't seem proactive based on some things I've read. Um, just the, He's just the kind of person who's going to opt back into his contract uh, and then not perform but we'll, we'll see what happens so i mean it could also a lot of this drama may also just be because like he want he misses alex cora and like and or alex cora is the person who can get the most out of him yeah um, i mean i think there's a lot of that with this team um certainly their offense isn't as good as it could be yeah the, xander bogart's accepted of course of course but their offense is as good as it could be but i really don't think that's the problem like like we said they have five runs right now like that's not bad the problem is the Rays now have 17 runs. So it's... Um, let me just refresh the page and see if they got a couple more runs. Uh, yeah, see, see, see no, if they... No, still at 17. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, no. All it's, right, a, this, it's brutal. Any other yeah, Red Sox and, thoughts, my friend? No, in fact, I really want let, to... Let's... You know, this is a Tanaka baseball newscast. So let's... let's, uh, <laughs> let's I'm going to stop with the Red Sox boohoo crew. And we're going to talk about something that you want to touch on. Which is... Um, 
the Alex and Tron situation yeah. uh, in this fight between the Astros and the A's. So, first is in terms of, like, I think it's, so we talked about how the Yankees are in the top of the AL East. In the AL West, which is, I think, it also an interesting setup, the Oakland Flipping Athletics are crushing it. They are mm-hmm. 13-6 by comparison. The Rangers, next team down, are 8-9 and nine and followed by 8-10 at the Ast- oh, for, for, for the Astros. Um, mm-hmm. The Oakland Athletics, it looks like, are not going to have to play a flipping wild card game this year. They are... Uh, they are they're looking beefy, to say the least. Uh, but uh, what happened on Sunday was there was a a brawl that occurred between the Astros and the Oakland A's, and it seen and it looks like it, it was it, well not it looks it was instigated by by the Astros hitting coach Alex Centrone, uh, which is nuts because you don't really I mean. Generally, when this uh, generally when there is a when there's a fight a baseball fight like you know the managers will sometimes get into it. And I remember, of course, uh, heroic Don Zimmer charging Pedro Martinez and then Martinez <laughs> throwing the old man to the ground. I <laughs> 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 love that. that. Was oh Don. Uh, but you know, like actually starting it. Um, that's not. And so what it was is that. Uh, the, I mean, it's not, Ramon Laureano, who is an A's outfielder, uh, was hit by a pitch. And I believe it was the second time he was hit by a pitch that game. And when he was walking to first base, he was just, like, gesturing and, like, to, uh, to the end, like, just telling him to, like, throw, throw the slider straighter more properly. But he wasn't charging him. He was not. until so I was just, like, saying, like, throw, learn how to throw your pitch correct. This caused the... Uh, Houston bench to react and then Alex Centrone and he swore at each other and then apparently Alex Centrone said something in Spanish that you shouldn't say about someone's mother that's how Loriano described it and then he motioned for Loriano to come at him and Loriano charges him at which point then the Houston Astros get in between this manager and Centrone uh, and Loriano and Centrone also isn't try- isn't charging him back and then they like wrap, and then uh, Loriana gets wrapped up by some Houston players, like and taken to the ground, like in actually fairly beautiful form. Uh, then uh, the A's bench empties, and it just becomes a brawl. Uh, but Centrone got a twenty-game suspension. Loriana got a six-game one. Six games in this is season is not small, but twenty games is literally a third of the season. So, yep. uh, and there's also fines involved too. So it's just like they are taking this seriously. Um, in any case, what what are your thoughts about this? Because it's all it involves the Astros. It's it's wild. It's a uh, I I'm really curious to hear what you, what you think about this whole thing. Well, you love to see the continued disaster story for the Astros. Yep. But I will say that the one thing that fascinates me more than almost anything else about the return of sports and COVID is that the level of intensity hasn't diminished at all in any sport. Nope. Even without nope. any crowds. Nope. And I, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I've I've always been one to think that when you know a fight breaks out or something happens, it, it part of it is the crowd reaction and you know the expectation that there are people in the stands that are cheering you on and that are riling you up or or at least helping to exacerbate the situation. 
But here we're really seeing, and like this isn't the only sport. I mean, it's happening in basketball. It's happening in hockey. Certainly, you know, you see, you see like fights and things like that still in hockey. There's nobody in the stands, and these people are still beating each other up. In fact, I I don't know if it's just because there's nothing else to talk about or what, but is there? Maybe it's because it's a short season. It feels like there's more violence than usual. But maybe I'm maybe I'm just misthink mis uh, remembering history be- uh, under the lens of COVID. I mean, I feel like that there's definitely there's definitely a lot of heat. I do think that there is a lot of uh, a lot of interest. In, I, I do, yeah. I think that there's I do think that there's a lot of heat you know, heat around this. I think that there's also stuff. The, the Astros stuff didn't go away. If it had been a normal baseball season, this would have been. You would, I think, got an increase of fighting just from that. I think that, you know, people are also feeling, you know, that these are competitive folks who are, you know, full of a, who are full of vim and vigor and at the top of the game in a great shape. And so, you know, like this time of thing might will naturally happen too. Um, and I think also these are folks who have been cooped up and are used to, you know, having the world is their, the world is their oyster and like they have been severely restricted. So I, I would imagine that that also just like makes it so your mood is not the greatest. Like if you know if you can't if you can't go out and travel uh, can't go out and travel or like you know, or or go to your favorite restaurant. Um, if if your kids are around the house all the time, like you know like because you know they're they, they can't be in school or see the go to their friends' house stuff. Like these are things where like you know I think can can just be great on anything. And that's literally just I'm thinking about the stresses that are on like you know normal like you know family like you know like happily married family men players like tanaka like if you're like a young dude with no with, with, with no steady girlfriend who's basically like used to just like going around thing and it well they just like being able to go out to bars when you want meet any kinds of ladies you want just enjoy yourself like it's suddenly the baseball the basketball season has become a whole lot less fun for you yeah and so maybe that is gonna be or the baseball season has like or the hockey and like that may, for instance, uh, make you more frustrated. By the way, uh, I saw a report. I don't know if it's true that uh, for the bubble, one one of the players in the Lakers requested everybody in the WAP music video, including the dancers. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that. It's the one brilliant. thing I did. The one thing I did hear about is that Robert Covington, um, who's on the Rockets now, I think he was previously on the 76ers, Sixers. He. Uh, yeah. He's has taken to fishing really, really early in the morning at their pond that they have. What? So, yeah, yeah. People are like wait, getting up and you know at like six, seven in the morning, and Covington's out there already fishing. <laughs> I love so it. So good. That is so wholesome and beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, and I think the reason we guys mentioned think the basketball players is that like apparently in NBA culture and such, there's just been a whole lot less of partying and such because of Instagram because essentially what Instagram allows you to do if you are like a single person and wanting to like meet up with ladies or and such when you're not instead of like going to the club and drinking etc you instead just like message people on Instagram and arrange for them to just come to you um, so <laughs> that and yeah so it's apparently there's just that culture of just like yeah use Instagram to be with people and don't drink and uh, it's, <laughs> it's nice. just, so, so I don't know, it just seems like, I don't know, maybe it's just my own, my own sex, but I feel that that's actually quite wholesome in many ways. Um, you know, so, yeah. 
Bringing the conversation back, though, to what we were talking about earlier with age and how yeah. we're older than a lot of players, and you yeah. know, that's why you like baseball and stuff like that. You know, it is frustrating, and you know, I, I, th- I think there's a, a, gener- a normal reaction to say, oh, wow, like, how immature, like, why can't they just keep it together, blah, 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 blah. These people are like, a lot of these people are in their early 20s. And some of them are even younger than that, especially in other sports, like basketball where, you know, people are getting drafted at 19, 20. Right. In baseball, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Baseball, a lot of times they're in their 20s. But yeah, basketball, they're teens, etc. And yeah, no, it's like, I mean, when you were 25, I don't think I could be, I mean. Right. It's like, it's like, especially factoring you're 25 and you are literally the best at something that you've dreamed about and you're making all kinds of money and you're traveling everywhere like i mean right so far it seems even though we've had these outbreaks it hasn't it's it hasn't looked like it's been because of massive irresponsibility it's just been because yeah. this is a virus that's really really difficult mm-hmm. to contain so like in many ways at least in baseball it seemed like really giving kudos to people but it's just like however your level of kudos for it's been as good as it has been when you're factoring in that like these are young guys with lots of money to spend and uh, and and a real thing to feel proud and accomplished about. And I guess why I, things have worked is that, you know, to get to be a Major League Baseball player, you have to have discipline. You yeah. have to be willing to, you know, like, sacrifice a number of things to, to get into that position where you have access to, like, wealth and power and a body that can make a leaping catch uh, to save a home run. It's... <laughs> Imagine if you were 21 and you could save a home run from going out of the park. What would you well, do? To be, I mean, yeah, although to be fair, the person who did that was Aaron Hicks, who's older than us. So it's yeah. again, it's just like, yeah. I mean, like, clearly we're not going to be playing Major League Baseball. But it is nice to see, oh, yeah, folks our age can still have, have you know, like, be in this, like, set of, like, physical fitness and uh, and skill that they can yeah. uh, still be there. So which. I know it's but yeah like you sports i agree with you you're talking about like young young folks at this point all right barra i think it's time that we look ahead let's look ahead uh tanaka versus the rays is scheduled yes. for tuesday i've heard that it's looks like it's going to be 70 pitches uh i think that uh it'll be interesting to see uh if this means that he's gonna make it through about i think if he's working well, that should mean that he should get through five uh, get through five innings. Uh, knock on wood, which would uh, for the, would possibly let it make him eligible for the win if the ba- if the bats actually work. You're talking. He has a ridiculously good record against uh, the against the Rays. We'll see how that uh, how that works at, how that works out this time. Uh, but he's also getting some more rest too. So I'm curious. I think the main things to look at is is that you know is uh, are the Rays going to have will figure him him about a, a bit out a little more after this start? Is he going to is he going to be able to dominate? Is his stuff going to bounce back from that last start? Is his speed going to return to his fastball? And how much is he going to use that? Uh, I mean, all of these th- all of these things are are serious questions. But he has one, two, three, four, five days. Uh, between that start and his start in in Tampa Bay, uh, it's again get Yankee Stadiums, but against the Rays. So, uh, I it's gonna be it's gonna be a very telling and interesting start. I think he has uh, less has a lot of potential to be another gem knocking wood, but we'll see. Uh, what are you looking at or thinking about 
uh, going forward uh, the, for, for this Tuesday start? Well, he'll be going up against uh, Blake Snell, who uh, is playing pretty well um, on the other side with uh, a few more innings played this year and a basically a two ERA. Um, so mm. it'll be interesting to see 1.15 whip um, and a win. So hopefully a, a pitching a pitcher's battle. But yeah. like you said, uh, history tells us that Tanaka has their number, the the Rays' number. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't really I have believe- any other specific thoughts on it. I think the I rest will be good for him. I believe Snell was. No, he wasn't on the he wasn't on the bump opposite him the last time. But uh, but it's a but Snell is definitely a good is definitely an excellent pitcher, and he. He knows, uh, yeah, and he's just a, he's a, he's a he's a fierce he's a fearsome competitor, uh, and we'll and we'll see how it is. I also one last thing I'll say about the start is is that uh, Tank also seems to respond well to uh, being up against good pitching. So I think that uh, Snell may be go so, uh, Snell may uh, actually uh, po bring out to bring out some of the best uh, bo, oh, best stuff against him. Uh, which you know, Andy. Is, you know, Andy's a competitor oh, and. He still had a good start, but I don't think he's happy with his start. Uh, no, had, no. So I, we'll probably hear a little bit of a response to that. No, I, I don't. I think he's going to. Ma- I think he's going to be making adju- uh, making adjustments. Um, and like, yeah, literally after when I was listening to the game, it's like I know what the post game twitch is. It's gonna be like need to work more on my control. Like it's just like it's like it's just like hear it in his head. Uh, yep. The one other thing is is that we didn't. This would have. This was an earlier pin tweet. But uh, I think I would just read out that uh, apparently they Momoro Clover Z, his favorite idol band, gave him yep. another song. And so, uh, On Your Mark, which is, uh, I'm going to read this tweet, I was like, On Your Mark, the singer is Momoro Clover Z with Funky Kato, which is a dream collaboration for me, dot, dot, dot. There is no excuse not to get excited, exclamation point. <laughs> The season itself has been in jeopardy for a long time, but I'm glad I was able to ring the Yankee Stadium like this today. It's him with like the the group and such. It's That's a, awesome. It's yeah, no, like I love so that photo. Cute. It's it, it is it is something. I will say, as somebody who's getting into Monster Heroes World, who wasn't necessarily as 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 much involved as, as somebody like mm-hmm. you were. Yeah. It, it this is a wonderful pin tweet in that it's like he's greeting me. Every time I log into his Twitter account, <laughs> it's like it's right there at the top. He's giving me that fist bump. Yeah, he's saying welcome, welcome to my world, w- welcome, welcome to Tanaka time. So, I do appreciate that pin tweet. I never bothered to translate it though. It's awesome. <laughs> and his, I, I, I didn't notice it. Today. Also, his his hair is looking great this year. It's just like oh, yeah. I don't know what oh, he yeah. what he's doing, but it's just like my gosh, well done, Tank. Nice. Very good. Anything else we want to go over before uh, we we sign off and uh, anxiously await uh, this the, this Tuesday battle? Uh, n- not for me. I'm 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 ready to to get to it, and I'm looking forward to meeting with you once again. Hopefully, uh, sometime around Tuesday, Wednesday next week to to cover it and and get it out there. Hell yeah! All right. Well, uh, y'all be safe, be well, and we will see you very soon. See you then.